Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode, but the first episode of F of the Press for the Year. Uh, Silo Maguire is in the house, as you can see. He's always here, our trusted source. And then, of course, we've got a special guest. This man is the guru, a.k.a. he is the wisest of the wise in South Africa when it comes to fantasy Premier League football. And, of course, it is the dreaded, or for some, in our case, it's dreaded between Silo and I because we're fighting mid-table teams here. Um, but if you are pushing for the number one spot in your league, it is the dreaded, what, game week 38. And that's why we've got David here today. We want to know his story. We want to know how he got into this. We want to know his tips and tricks for our community and, of course, the, the Goal Lounge crew. Um, but before we do that, Silo, just uh, tell the crew how you're doing and then we'll get a little introduction there from David. Yeah, no, I'm all good. I'm all good. Excited uh, for the show. Uh, obviously, having having someone different in the show, uh, someone who uses quite a lot of analytics to analyze and, and has done well with fantasy as well. Uh, so, yeah, I'm interested to hear his insights and, and how he's obviously gotten um, to where he is right now. Yeah, David, I mean, you, you can start off by saying hello before just jumping in. Okay, we, will, okay. we, we, will lead, we will lead the questions. Okay, okay. So hello everyone watching. I usually enter my videos with how's it. So I think uh, the South African viewership will probably be quite related to that. Um, so my name is David or known as Davey FPL on YouTube and Twitter. Uh, kind of just a variation of the name there, but yeah, excited to be here tonight, gents. So we did this completely wrong. His, his avatar's like this. It's how's it like this, Silo. We've got to do that again. Okay, you're, yeah, you're ready. You're ready. We're going to say, okay, hey, hey, everyone. Are you ready? How's it? Go on. How's hey. it? Oh, how's how's it? it? <laughs> hey, we're learning something here. True, true right, South hey. African style. True South African style. How's it? How's it? How's it going, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So, I mean, we, we do have David. And in case you don't know, I mean, we don't know. And we want to know. Because the man makes incredible content. And if you haven't come across his videos yet and you're struggling in the league, then that's on you because his videos are out there. So, David, how, how did you get involved in all of this? How did you become the fantasy Premier League guru? Um, so, I wouldn't call myself a FPL guru because I think if you're going to put the expert name on yourself, then, you know, you got to play it modest or whatever because otherwise... That's why we're here, David. That's why yeah. we're here. No, no, no. We're calling you um, the guru. It's fine. Okay, 100%. No, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I, I started YouTube. Uh, there was one game week or one season that I was actually doing pretty well. It wasn't anywhere up, like, up the ranks. It was about, like, 50K. Uh, and I started creating YouTube content. So that was about four seasons ago. And FPL content on YouTube, there was... One or two guys doing it. It wasn't big at all. Uh, so I thought, you know, I'm doing quite well, maybe doing on, on par with some of these content creators. So why don't I create a YouTube channel? Uh, so I started around 50K and I think it was about game week 10 or 11. I started my channel and just throughout that season, I uh, made some pretty good decisions and landed up finishing 22nd that season. So it was very nice to kind of have my start of my YouTube career correlate with a good season. Um, so I managed to kind of clickbait that quite a bit, uh, putting the rank in the title for quite a few videos. And that sh shot up the rank, shot up the views. And uh, ever since then, I've just created uh, kind of F4 content. Season after that wasn't as good, but still pretty good season. Last season wasn't the best, but now this season we're doing pretty well again. Were you, just before, I mean, what were you doing as a, for, for, as a profession before? So I was in university till about uh so i didn't graduate this year i graduated the end of last year so i've been working for about a year and a half now so i was in university when i started that channel um and kind of progressed from uh going from university graduating to a career now i guess but i don't do youtube full-time that's what you're asking okay so what, what do you do so this is is this more like a passion thing you do on the side or yeah so it's, it's a it's a 
It's like a um, a passion project, I guess. It's a, I, I like to call it a hobby. Um, I've always been yeah. interested in YouTube and like Twitch content and that sort of thing. Uh, so I always like to, to kind of create content. So I've kind of used this as a way to have a hobby that uh, I enjoy because I would be doing FPL anyways. Like I'd be yeah. analyzing the stats. I'd be looking at the players watching football. So it's nice to kind of have a hobby that also correlates to that. But um, yeah, I, I going full time on YouTube would be a completely different story, I think, for me. So, so, so right now, uh, how's how's your channel doing in terms of subscribers? You know, I think that's that's one thing when when YouTubers start out. You know, they they look at their numbers and say, you know, am I getting the right subscribers? Does does that motivate you to obviously put out more content or to keep going in terms of how how many subscribers you have, or is it just obviously for for the passion, as you said? Yeah. So. Um... In terms of the viewership, we're currently sitting about just below 30k subs, but I've been around like the 20k to 30k mark for like a long time. Um, so there's been a lot of other FPL content creators that have like come out after me and doing better than me in terms of the viewership. Like I'm definitely not the best YouTuber that does FPL content. That's something I'll put out there. But 100%, it's not kind of a motivator. I think there was a stage in my like third year, second year that I was using that to kind of fuel it. But I kind of discovered that if I'm not enjoying it, I'm not going to be doing it. So yeah. now it's kind of shifted completely. And if I'm not enjoying it, even if I was getting a lot of views, I, I think I would drop it. So as long as I'm, I'm enjoying it and I'm at a stage of my life where I don't necessarily have a family that I have to spend time with, like after work and that sort of thing, and I have time for it, I'm going to do it because I enjoy doing it. No, proper, hmm. proper. So, so, so do you only focus on Premier League or... Do you look at other, you know, fantasy football or fant other fantasy rugby yeah, or fantasy, yeah. whatever it is? Because obviously I think, you know, with sports moving in the direction that it's, that it's moving at, you find yourself kind of, uh, there's other stuff to do if you you have other sports interests, for yeah, instance. You know, yeah. I know there's, there's the, Euro, the European Championships have, have a fantasy, for instance, or the World Cup has a fantasy. Whatever tournament literally has fantasy, fantasy football these days. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So in terms of other sports, like I know there's like fantasy IPL and that sort of thing, um, fantasy rugby, that sort of thing. I think when you extend that, you can go to NFL. That's like the biggest fantasy football, the OG. Um, but I generally just focus around uh, football, soccer and SA um, and just the Premier League. I used to play the Champions League at a stage, but I found uh, when I'm using so much time and putting in so much time into one format, which is FPL, yeah. Um, I sometimes just want to watch and enjoy football. And I think yeah. when you do play FPL, sometimes it takes away from the football. And for example, you would have watched like Real Madrid play Man City and then you've got Man City options in your team. And then you thinking in the back of your mind, oh, flip, these guys are just being knocked out. I have to do five transfers now instead of just enjoying the comeback from Real Madrid. Mm -hmm. So I used to play Champions League, but I dropped that. But I will say when Euros came about, when the World Cup comes about, I do generally play those because I feel like when you do some insights into these lower teams, these lesser kind of nations, uh, and you're actually focusing on their games, it, it allows you to enjoy the competition quite nicely. And it's True. only like a, a one month, two month period. So yeah. it's a, it's not that much. And it's, it's more of a chilled, chilled uh, aspect, whereas FPL is very like hardcore. It's like nailing every decision, whereas that you can have a bit of fun with it. Yeah, that's interesting. If we're looking at our gamblers out there, I mean, your your problem with fantasy football is the problem that gamblers have. They they get too serious in it. And don't tell Wonga yeah, that, because that's probably what happens with Wonga. <laughs> he, he's looking at the scores, and he's an Arsenal fan, so it's a double whammy. So it's a, a no-good situation. But uh, David, what are we looking at in terms of how you get involved into it? Obviously, you had an interest in football. Did you play football? Is there also which which team do you support in the Premier League? Because, I mean, you don't yeah. just watch the Premier League for fantasy football, surely. 
Yeah, no, hundred percent. So I've always enjoyed football. Played it at primary school. Unfortunately, my high school didn't have it as a sport, so I didn't play it at that aspect. But I played a lot of five aside throughout high school. Carry on playing five aside. Still do it. Played yesterday. Um, and then in terms of the Premier League, I support Liverpool. That's been like a generational oh, thing. So, Silo, he's so. in good company, yes, sir. He's in good company. No, I just, I just to say generational because nowadays, if you say that, everyone thinks you're a glory fan. So it's 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 been rotated because. I've been through the primary school bullying and the high school bullying by United fans. You know, we haven't been the best of team historically, but uh, generationally it's, it's been in the family. So I've, I've always supported Liverpool, watched every game. Can't say I watched every game from about like six because that wasn't kind of how it was. I just remember a lot of the games from kind of Fernando Torres era upwards. Um, but yeah, I haven't missed the game in, in years and I'm a very big Liverpool supporter. So as I said, I already watched the sport, already had an interest in the sport. So getting a hobby within it was like a perfect uh, kind of recipe. Okay, but uh, don't pull back on the punches. If you want to throw any jabs at Man United, Settle's here for you. He's your punching bag. Um, just oh, quickly, the group chats have been busy this season. Let's just say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all those years of bullying, like you said. Um, no, I do want to ask. It's payback. It's payback. No, we we deserve it. We deserve it. Um, so we need to uh, take as much as we give. You know what I mean? So because we've been we've been bully, bullying, you know, especially uh, your 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 Liverpools and 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 now your Arsenal's and you know. So so we have, we have to take it. We have to take it. But Arsenal yeah. fans are just a, a constant bottom of the of the of the <laughs> jokes, you know. So we need to give them some some respect sometime. No, definitely, yeah. definitely. No, 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 David. They, they can't just get it. They need to earn it. Like mostly, <laughs> they need to earn that respect. No, Liverpool, quick, quick, quick chat about Liverpool. Um, favorite player of all time. I uh, got to be Stevie G, but I actually was speaking to someone the other day about this. There's four players that always have a special place in my heart. The first one's obviously Stevie G. He's just the consistent. But I grew up with Fernando Torres, who I think he was the first name I had on my shirt. Um, so I had a massive love for him. Suarez was an absolute uh, goat for us. And um, Coutinho. So Coutinho, is a, he can make up for it on Sunday. But uh, he, he, he kind of, that yeah. probably was my first heartbreak, uh, was, was for Coutinho leaving. But out of those four, it's got to be Stevie G, though. I mean, I think he's just earned it. And what did you think about Fernando Torres when he went to Chelsea? Did you keep him in your fantasy team? So, actually, I wasn't playing at that stage. I've only played about five oh. seasons. So, I think I, I even... What? I was just Settle, this guy's played five seasons and, he, and he's schooling us. We're fighting with him. He's Temer schooling us. I even miss Suarez. Like, you remember when Suarez used to play Norwich and it was just the consistent four goals? all the time, yeah. yeah. I, I even started after that. So, I haven't necessarily had the bet, like that, that love of, of those players in FPL. So, I've just kind of enjoyed watching them from a football point of view. Yeah. Okay. That's, That's fine. That's fine. Wow. I think, um, David, who's the, your greatest ever in the in the time that you have been playing fantasy football? Who's your yeah. greatest player you've ever had? Your banker. Your, your, your banker. Your banker. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's got it's got to be Salah because I mean, over the past three or four seasons, he's a he's a he's a four season wonder, five season wonder, as I like to call him. Because remember when he when he came with the first season and he banged like thirty goals, and then everyone was saying, yeah. "Oh, one season wonder." Then he does it the next season, then the next season. So. Uh, it's got to be him. I mean, he's just been a consistent. This season hasn't been that great for me. Um, I didn't captain him against United when he scored the three goals and one assist. I went for Kai Havertz. So uh, I gave everyone a 26-point head start, I like to say then. But, um, I mean, it's got to be Salah over the previous seasons. He's just been he's just been sensational, and he's just lifted the limits. Yeah, we like lifting the limits. Uh, David, in terms of when you were looking, you obviously had this interest in stats and data and combining that mm -hmm. with football. When you're looking at in fantasy football, when you're picking your side, 
what is your go-to strategy? I know some of us, like Settle, for example, he would look at strikers first. Some of us build up. Obviously, the game's changed now where your fullbacks yeah, are eight point yeah. something or something or other. Just, but yeah. what, is your, what is your go-to strategy? So in terms of strategy, my overarching, like the kind of holistic approach I always take is fixtures. Um, I always look at the fixtures. Like That's there's good, a big yeah. debate about fixtures versus form, usually in the community. Like some people are form and, and some people are fixtures. But I like to say that fixtures create form. Uh, and I think in FPL, you're always trying to get on the bandwagon before it gets too big. And therefore, I think if a player has a, has a, some, a nice round of fixtures, uh, you can you might be able to get on earlier before most people get on. So I'd say that's the the, the number one thing. But then obviously you look at a team and say Liverpool have great uh, fixtures, then you can kind of digress and say, okay, Salah's a top goal scorer. He's worth the money. He's going to be a captaincy option. But then in in terms of my defenders, like you spoke about fullbacks, I just love a fullback. Um, it's just that combination of attacking and defensive uh, points that uh, we've kind of seen rise over the prior kind of game or seasons. Um, so in terms of like kind of those positions, 100%, but like you saw, you can see this season, forwards have been absolute trash. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think yeah. Harry Kane is like the, the lead, might be the leading goal scorer. I haven't even really focused on it that much. I mean, he's having a pretty crap season as well. So as you've said, you kind of have to adjust to it. Uh, and we're now seeing an emergence of fullbacks and midfielders. And I think next season, our forwards are going to have to do a, a bit of work to kind of get in our teams. There we go. Uh, Celo, before we get into more of the, the Premier League sort of tips and tricks, is there anything else you want to know about David and something that David should tell the people about David? No, so, so, no I, I, think, I think in terms of uh, when you select your sides, how much, like, how deep do you go in terms of analytics? Obviously, you've spoken about the fact that you look at the fixture list going forward, but do you kind of then look at, okay, for instance, now, you know, you got a, you got a Trent Alexander-Arnold who's, what, priced that most expensive defender, um, do you then say, say to yourself, okay, I'm going to put a trend, I need to find a bargain buy elsewhere in the defense, for instance, and say you put in a, I don't know, a Ben Mee or a, or a Lewis Dunk, you know, the um, yeah, yeah. centre-backs who can score goals, you know, they, they score some headers uh, generally, and then also their defense is decent, you know, it's not a Leeds United defense, it's quite a decent defense, even though they're at the bottom of the table. Do you kind of like try and balance your squad in that regard and say, Okay, cool. Or do you just pick, okay, I'm looking for a four million pound um, defender and then pick anyone or pick whichever yeah, yeah. guy who got the most points last season. Would you actually think about it and say, oh, no, I think Brighton don't concede much and Lewis Dunk might be the right person or this guy might be the right person? So in terms of my overall setup, I think if, like, let's say we're looking at a game one perspective or even if you're on a wild card or a free or that sort of thing, I have certain kind of essentials that I'd go for. So let's just say I've got a, I've got players that need to be in my squad. I consider them essential. So it'll be yeah. kind of like a Mo Salah. It'll be a Trent. And uh, maybe I want a Cancelo because he's having a great season. Then I'll look at how much value I have left over. Uh, and then you have to kind of look at combinations because then you could say, maybe I can downgrade Trent to Robbo. That gives me an extra 1 million to afford a Mason Mount over Harvey Barnes or something. You know, You can then look at those combinations. But what I would say is you have to start off with certain options that you need or or think are essential because otherwise the possibilities are endless. You know, you can have all these kind of different drafts that you come up with. So I think as long as you have a core and a, a bunch of uh, people that you think are going to score points, then you can kind of vary as you go. And then, as you said, if you have 5 million less, uh, 5 million left for defender, you can say, okay, Brighton versus Newcastle, who's got a better defense. Then you can go to the stats and that sort of stuff. But um, those kind of positions, I feel kind of filter naturally after I pick who I want. Okay, that's proper. That's proper. That's proper. So, so this season, your essentials, you say, so is, has it has it been Trent, uh, your Salah, and I don't know, maybe a goalkeeper that you feel has been an essential? 
Um, so for me, I think the goalkeepers are always like to play a cheaper goalkeeper. Um, I just feel like the goalkeeper position doesn't have too much of a high ceiling. Like, less you get, yes, you're going to get some clean sheets and save points and that sort of thing. But in terms of kind of value per million, I like to think that a, a, an Allison uh, can sometimes be compared to like a cheaper goalkeeper who's playing for a worse defense, but it's racking up the save points. I mean, we saw like a Ramsdale who went on a great streak of save points and clean sheets. So he, that in the, the goalkeeper department, I always like to go for someone cheaper. And then, um, as I mentioned, the fullback. So I think it was a Cancelo and a Trent. And then I think I did definitely have a Salah in my game week one squad. Then there was, there was some variation around there. I can, I can bring up the game week one squad if, if, if you want to, but I, I think definitely there will be one or two essentials that I would have in there. No, that's proper. That's proper. That, that, that's a great way to go about it. I think, I think what, what, what most people try to do is they look at what, what worked well for them last season. For instance, let's say, you know, last season, um, a, a, a Salah or a Kerry Kane worked well or, or a Hume Ming Son worked well for you. Then you're like, okay, these are the players I have to carry over into this season because they did so well yeah, for me last season yeah. and they're not injured right now and they're actually going to be in the first game of the season. I'm going to play them for the, for the first game. And sometimes what happens is that they flop or something happens. Yeah. Something just no, happens. Like, someone, I mean, gets, yeah. someone gets an injury it's... and then next thing you know, and then COVID happens. I, I hated that time when there was, um, there was a lot of COVID incidents where yeah, yeah, I had yeah. four players out with COVID and I couldn't touch anything. I could only do one free transfer. Yeah, so that's why a lot of people actually are... Um, so last year and this year have been a little bit strained from FPL because of, of, of the whole COVID situation and that sort of thing. I mean, we've had a massive amount of doubles and blanks. I can tell you, since I've been playing, that hasn't really happened. Um, so I think there's a lot of FPL managers out there that are actually happy that the season's coming to an end because it's just been so draining. And you have to like, every week you have to make like a new team, have to take yeah. hits and that sort of stuff. So this season's strategy has been completely different to the prior seasons. And what you've seen is a lot of managers who are quite set in their ways. They want to like plan out a strategy from game week 10 to 20. I'm going to make this transfer in game week 15. Going to save a transfer game week 16. They've actually come under the cost a bit because uh, this style has been very um, volatile. And as I've said, the hits have actually paid off because you have a double game week basically every next week so they can make up those hits. Yeah, no, true, true. Yeah, those double game weeks do help, especially yeah. uh, if you if you got a couple of free hits. And I even I think yeah. they even gave us a, uh, an additional free hit this season. Due, yeah, an due extra COVID, one. Yeah, COVID. yeah, they gave us an extra one that helped. Uh, I was aware of that one, and and I try try to switch up my team. But sometimes in the festive season, you know, uh, you're having too much fun uh, with your family, <laughs> having a bri. You have no network where you are. You try to sort out your team, trying to find network, yeah, trying yeah, to yeah, network, yeah. network, and then you can't even change anything. You're like, ah, this is hope for the best. <laughs> that happens to the most of us, I think. Yeah. yeah, that is that is the the situation of the Premier League or the FPL. It is a season long commitment, just like the teams and the players and the managers out there. If you're watching us now and you don't know who this is, this is David. This is David Davy Dave Slab, the the FPL guru. So ask your questions if you have any questions. We will have a Q and A. The best questions we will ask him. Um, but before we move on from the FPL Premier League tips, because we wanted to know a little bit more about David, but Silo just jumped straight into it, and that's fine because we're here now, and this is a good place to be. I'm just wondering now, David, when we're looking at this, and you're talking about the strategies, and we're talking about pre-planning, and what you said earlier, you said, you know, it's making the right decision at the right time before when you're making the transfer. Who do you 
pull out before everyone else or you sign or you get in before everyone else jumps on the bandwagon? What is your strategy and your approach? Do you have your, your own sort of Excel spreadsheet where you're keeping track of this or do you actually use the sorted by filter in the FPL where you look for threats, ICT index, the form and all of that? Like what's your go-to mm. strategy in terms of making those predictions? So in terms of like the stats I use, I never use the like official Premier League kind of stats like threat, ICT, that sort of thing. However, they're, they're actually over the, re over the price season, some people have actually been saying that that is fine. Um, I have websites that I use for stats. Um, I was affiliated with a fantasy Premier League website this season that has like an algorithm that kind of will show you what transfer to make if you want that. I don't necessarily use that all the time because I like to make some of my own decisions. But in terms of a kind of the short-term planning of this season, uh, I've adjusted my strategy. So I've never really been one for an Excel spreadsheet. Uh, I've, I think there was one time this season that I actually mapped out some transfers. I think it was around when all those doubles were kind of uh, stacked up against each other. But um, this season, I've been super short-term. I've I've looked only at a kind of, kind of a few game weeks time because of how volatile the season's been. I mean, you never know when a team is going to get a COVID postponement. Um, so I, I've I've never really been one for the long term. So I'm more of a short-term manager. And I think this season, that's really been kind of nice to have. But in maybe next season, when a long-term approach is better, we might see a shift. So you never kind of know with that. But um, I like to kind of, as I say, go back to the fixtures. As soon as a, a team has bad fixtures, I like to pull them out. Uh, and I just hope that that does, that does me justice, kind of. And the, the, the fine line between playing with your head and playing with your heart, I mean, how many Liverpool players do you have in your squad at the moment? So, I mean, you can probably att attest to this, but it's, it's nice supporting a team that's doing well because um, <laughs> there's been some United, no, no, no disrespect, but there's been some United fans over on, on Twitter and that sort of thing that they always like to go for some United options um, and then they don't end up returning. Uh, saying that, though, I did bring in Bruno Fernandes when he had that double game week. I think it was, it was against Brighton or something like that, and he scored two goals, and I actually captained him, so I was pretty happy with that one. But um, I don't think I'm too biased when it comes to my FBL team. Um, if, a, if a player is doing badly, then maybe I'll take them out from Liverpool. Um, but I do think I've got a soft spot for Salah because he's, he's had, since AFCON, he's been pretty bad. But I still yeah. have him in my squad, and I'm kind of rolling with him. Um, but yeah, they're definitely... I, I try to think that you shouldn't be biased in FPL, but it's always going to come into account. So hopefully Liverpool yep. play play well for the next couple of years. It's 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 just natural, man. I think I think you know if I if I if I think of 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 what what I my strategy as well was Bruno Fernandes obviously gave me so much points last season. I was like I can't yeah, drop the guy, no. you know. But then what I what you find yourself having a headache is you might have to choose do you have Bruno Fernandes and Salah. Or do you have neither? <laughs> and because when your coins are not enough, you kind of have to skim a bit, maybe in the defense or the strikers, yeah, yeah. Um, and which which is very tricky. I think I think you know my my strategy. I remember when I started the season was because Harry Kane. There was the whole the whole issue of is he going to go to yeah, uh, Man City or not? Yeah. I was like, this guy won't play the first game. Um, he's heading is around the right space. He might leave, so he won't play the first game. And I didn't include him, you know. Whereas probably my, some people said, "Hey, man, Harry Kane's the guy to pick." But if you think about it, actually, there's so much things going around uh, within 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 the fantasy world and and what's going on in real life. And you're like, "Nah, yeah. it's gonna affect it's gonna affect it." And as you said, you you lose 24 points at the start. It's it's tough to 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 get get back the, those 24 points after the first game week. Yeah. And as you said, it's natural. I mean, if I'm watching Liverpool every single game week, I've, I, I know how the players are playing. 
Um, yep. And that's why there's, there's, there's some guys, I don't know if you guys watch like every single game, but I know some people that'll sit there from like Saturday to Sunday watching every single Premier League game. Uh, I'm not like that. So, I mean, that can be powerful because then you can maybe see, oh, this Brighton player is getting in advanced positions and not many people know that. So um, I think it's natural to kind of pick the team that you watch. And it's also a bit more exciting. I mean, it's nice when Salah gets a hat-trick and you've also captained him. True, true, true. Or, yeah, that's, that's, that's definitely true. Uh, the, the worst is... When when one of your your the player that plays for your team like a Bruno Fernandes yeah. uh, scores two goals against Leeds United and gets an assist or scores a hat trick and you didn't captain him you know you're happy that he got a, he got a hat trick <laughs> but you're angry the fact that you didn't captain him you're like oh what does I think no, so, does so I think imagine imagine me when I was watching with my mates in Liverpool five nil up against United and uh, Salah's got three three goals and an assist and I didn't captain him I'm just sitting there like I'm gonna get absolutely roasted but you know I'm happy because we're winning so and I was how but how's that been in terms of, say, you don't make those decisions and you're giving people sort of advice and tips before yeah, it yeah, comes yeah. out and sometimes it doesn't land. Have you gotten any any feedback from the people that are watching your videos in terms of the comment section? or? Yeah, so I mean, you're always going to have some one or two people, but uh, I think I'm, I'm fortunate. I'm not really one of the massive FPL channels. So those guys, you know, they're getting a lot more views, so they'll obviously get a lot more haters. Um, so maybe my people are a bit more, bit more genuine because I'm a bit smaller, that sort of thing. Um, so I haven't really got too much hate, but at the end of the day, um, I, I, I said this, that I don't mind if people blame me for their decisions as long as, as they it, like take it off themselves, you know, like I don't mind being the dartboard that they throw darts at it, as long as it's <laughs> going to make them enjoy the game because I can take it at the end of the day. I mean, if a guy's tuning me about captaining habits and, and he's blaming me, I'll just be like, I'll take it, you know, uh, it's not going to affect my life, but if it makes their life a bit better, it is what it is. Well, so Jets, I've got a question in terms of when we're looking at Settler, you touched on the fact, you know, Harry Kane possibly going. He probably wouldn't play that game. I think if you're looking at Man City players generally with Pep Guardiola, it's pretty tough to pick a good set of players, even if you have De Bruyne or whatever, because he's always rotating. And I think, is that something we're seeing in the modern game where even like with Liverpool now, having a stronger depth uh, in terms of their squad with regards to Salah being benched now, obviously for other reasons. But how much of a should should, um, Premier League players or FPL players take that into account? So it's going to get even worse next season. Sorry for this, but uh, five subs are coming. So it's going to be even bigger rotation next uh, season. Or what we're going to see is guys getting... Because what I've generally found is if you take Liverpool, for example, it's like a two-sub maximum. Most most Premier League managers don't go to three subs just in case there's an injury in the final 10 minutes or so. But like we saw in the FA Cup, I think we allowed five subs. Uh, Salah gets injured, goes down. They're like, listen, come off. Uh, we're going to take a precaution here. Uh, Champions League is the exact same. A guy goes down with a little bit of a, of a knock and then they just like, let's just take him off. I think it's going to be quite prevalent next season. But at the end of the day, I guess we all, that, that's a situation that we all have to deal with. But I do think that might see us migrate to the lesser teams because um, a Harry Kane, a Son, they're going to be playing 90 minutes, probably most game weeks or 80 minutes at least. Whereas with a Man City at Liverpool, I mean, if you've got a Diaz on the bench, you're not going to be keeping him on there for long. You know, there's going to be some massive rotation, I think, in the big hitters. Uh, so I definitely think we're going to have to take it into account. But as I said, most of us are going to have to deal, deal with it. It's a general thing. Um, and just have to hope that the players we captain, uh, we might have to look at minutes in terms of that. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's interesting. Yeah, that, that whole Man City aspect is, yeah, people used to always get angry. Get angry at the fact that, oh, I captained De Bruyne. I captained yeah, yeah, Gundogan. Yeah. And now you've benched him. I captained <laughs> Sterling and you benched him. You, know, you don't even know. Senlo's never had this problem, game. David, because he's anti-Man City. Mr. Ma- no, Mr. No, United no, man. Last season, I was so angry when Gundogan was benched. 
like literally good yeah, no, the, bank, was, yeah. the banker yeah, he was the banker he was the I think he was the <laughs> best performing one of the best performing midfielders where you like ah oh, Gundogan what's happening uh this season I think I think with Man City the strategy should be Cancelo rather because he plays right back and left back whereas you know if you get like Gundogan or um, he doesn't even play that much Amares or someone next week he's not playing Gabriel Jesus I put him on the other time then he doesn't play then I'm like yeah. what's going on you know what I mean it's, 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 uh, it's so that's crazy. why like Cancelo's been like FPL gold because it's a nailed Man City option and I always say this uh, if you look at kind of points per minutes played Man City options are always at the top uh, like Amares I think he has a better return maybe less than Salah but it might be more just because when he plays he usually bangs uh, so if we had a nailed Man City option, it's so powerful. And that's why I think Haaland's a bit attractive next season because if he does play the majority of minutes, it's like an Aguero, you know. It's a nailed Man City attacker and that is always going to return points. Mm, mm, mm. See some tips already, Claudio. Are you, are you taking some tips for next season, man? So you can be maybe top 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 one in, in, in Goal Lounge TV, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I've got no, my, my notepad, my pen, it's working. So yes, definitely oh, taking great. tips. Um, I, I'm just thinking in terms of David, like if, if people want to be as good as you, I mean, what is your day to day? What do you do in terms of to stay on top of the game? I know you, we've spoken about, I've mentioned spreadsheets and all the rest of it. There's all these other tips. There's external websites that you can tap into, but what is your, your ritual in order to, to keep on top of it? So it's, it's a little bit tough to say because I think like FPL and football is always on the mind, you know, so whatever you're kind of doing, you're thinking, but the biggest thing that I would just say, and this is the same for anyone getting into FPL that wants to do slightly better. It's just to stay on top of it. Uh, whether that means doing your chances every week, change your captain every week. But it comes down to there's so much power out there on Twitter this season where we're getting that injury news. We're getting those press conferences where maybe the manager suggests that he's going to bench this option. Then you're like, listen, maybe I should take this guy out. Um, just by belonging to something like an FBL Twitter culture or that sort of thing, or even Reddit. There's an FBL Reddit page that is quite popular. Um, just getting that under information is always quite powerful. And I think what we're seeing with the way that FPL is kind of picking up, a lot more people are being informed. And therefore, if you're not informed, it's quite hard to kind of get into those upper tiers just because of the amount of information that's being processed online. Uh, and I mean, this season, there's been, you talk about like the Man City rotation. Uh, there's one account over on Twitter that takes the Blue Moon Forum, which is the Man City fans forum. And they have a page where they predict the lineup. And they take all those predictions and put on an Excel spreadsheet and show you guys like, Okay, 100% of people expect De Bruyne to play. And then you can maybe assess wow. there and wow. think that, uh, obviously, it's fan forum. So it's like, it's yeah. something that might not be true. No one can kind of mm. predict Pep. But it's people that watch them every single week that might be able to give you some more information than you would have known. Mm. So, yeah, right. it's just to stay informed. And um, then, I mean, then it comes down to luck. I mean, there's always going to be a luck portion in any kind of game. Um, but... It's just you can adjust your style how you please. You can be a super maverick manager or you can be a conservative one. But as long as you're staying informed, you can make the best decisions as possible. Now that's that's pretty insightful. And, and then and then what happened? You know, you remember last season uh, where I think what happened was uh, the a couple of people in the Aston Villa uh, backroom staff and a couple of players uh, took out Jack Grealish, right? And all this obviously there was this scandal to say. A uh, players must stop playing fantasy because they kind of yeah, yeah, indicating yeah. that Grealish won't be playing, and obviously Grealish was quite a big player last season. Uh, how do yeah, you feel yeah. about ab about that? You know, players uh, actually participating in fantasy. 
So no, wait, before you answer that, are you saying he was only a big player last season, and the only thing big was the price tag this season? Is that where he falls short in fantasy? <laughs> right, I'm saying, I'm saying he's he gave more points last season. That's all I'm saying. Okay, all right, all right, there we go. I there mean, we go. he's on par with Taki Minamino for goals and assists starting this season. So I mean, that's that tells <laughs> you, see, you enough. David knows. He knows. <laughs> David knows the, the yeah. power of Taki. He knows <laughs> the power of Taki. No, yeah, so he's, on that on that side, I mean, look at the end of the day. If Premier League players aren't going to be allowed to play FPL, I mean, that's just, I mean, they're going to have to take it. They earn enough money, they can have enjoyments elsewhere. True. But I understand what you're saying because someone made a Twitter bot. And what the bot did was it um, basically, because obviously you have your name as your as your FPL profile. So they went and they saw that, okay, this person was a coach or this person was a physio or this person was a player, maybe a reserve player, that sort of thing. And they tracked all those FPL teams and straight off to the deadline, when you can see all the moves people make, they would say, as you said, Jack Grealish was transferred out by all these Aston Villa insiders and like this player was brought in. So then if you do see that as an opponent, you can see, okay, maybe Jack Grealish is actually injured. I mean, why would these guys be taking him out if he wasn't injured? So mm. it's been something that, that came about. Um, and actually this season, we've been able to locate a couple of injuries and that sort of thing. But um, it's a similar thing with the press conference news. So in, in the NFL, there's a thing called the injury like list or whatever. I forget the name for it, reserve list or whatever. And if a player is injured, they get placed on that. And if a player is on that list and they play the game, they can't. Like there's a fine or something that takes into account. In the Premier League, there's nothing about that. We can have Jurgen Klopp come in and say, Mo Salah is fine to play, but he's actually injured, you know. Um, and I just think that if you're going to lie about injury news and you're going to be worried about a certain player, then maybe the strategy is not that great that you're going into the game with. So I don't think it's that much of an excuse. But I guess for the lesser teams, maybe like a Villa, Grealish was an integral part. So there could be a little bit of a, of a, of a, of a bad thing for them. But yeah, I don't know. You take it as it comes, but I just don't think FPL managers are. I mean, uh, FPL Premier League players are able to play FPL anymore. To be honest, there's too much information that we can assess from it. And and gamblers and betters and everyone can get involved. So, Celo, you, exactly, you heard yeah. it's, it's Twitter, it's it's bots, it's press conferences, crazy, man. it's crazy it's, bots, bots, bots. There's uh, bots. There's bots that are, that are tracking names. You know, be tracking the fact that bad yeah, targets yeah. took out Greenish or bad targets exactly, like this. Yeah, or, you know, that's, that's crazy, man. I don't know if you guys played last season, but there was an account on Twitter. Excuse me. That um. I think he must have been on the media side of the Premier League, either on the app development or something. But you know when lineups get released? He yeah. always had them 15 minutes before. So lineups are released one hour before the kickoff, so the first kickoff. And because they have to go on like media platforms, they get loaded earlier. So this guy had access to them. And he was the reason that the deadline was moved an hour and a half now before the, the first kickoff. Because um, what he used to do was he used to tell us, he would say like, if if Liverpool playing Wolves the first game of the, the game week, he would say, he's got the lineup, this is the lineup. Salah's playing, Trent's playing, Robbo's bench. And then we could react 15 minutes before the deadline with our transfers. So he was the reason why it got moved. And now, obviously, the deadlines are a bit less exciting because you don't have much news. But just imagine, yeah. uh, imagine Sunday where every team kicks off at the same time. We would have every single lineup everyone, yeah. before, before they went on. But now we don't because they moved the deadline earlier. Uh, Jeepers. No, because of those chops, a lot more people are swearing in the FPL world. So, are there any more questions you want to ask him with regards to how you could possibly improve your team before we, we move on to this, this game week 38 that we need to talk about? 
Nah, nah. I think, I think, I think I'm covered. I think I'm covered. Next season, I'm coming. I'm coming for the top ten in South Africa. I'm for the top ten in South Africa next season. Go for it. I mean, at the end of the day, it's also luck. So I mean, anyone can do it. I've seen a couple of people their first seasons playing, and they like top hundred that sort of thing. So. No you clearly haven't that. been in a casino, David, because that's uh, beginner's luck. That happens everywhere you go. <laughs> <laughs> so watch out there. And that's a good thing. Stay away from the casino. Okay. Uh, Settle, I don't know if you can touch on that, but we're not going to let you touch on that. Okay. We're moving in to the sort of advice for Game Week 38. It is the final week of the Premier League. Like you've said, all these games kick off at the same time. If you look at the bottom, the ticket at the bottom, the, this is the top five of our Premier League. Um, we've got a couple of guys. They're fighting out for it. There's been a lot of movement between these names. They've been consistent throughout the year. I mean, yeah, what is yeah. the advice you'd give for everyone who wants to get one over their best friend or their friend's uncle, sister's brother, or whatever it is, and the bragging rights that they want for the end of the season? What should they do? What is yeah. imperative that they do this weekend so in terms of game week 38 and how you approach it there's kind of two ways to do it the first way is the overall rank so if you if you don't care about mini leagues and that sort of thing that's just looking at overall ownerships of players and that sort of thing but the way you mentioned is the mini leagues and that way is actually a little bit simpler because if you're defending a lead or attacking a lead it all depends on the person above you or below you so for example let's take if you number one in your league um and you want to kind of defend your league from the second place player, you almost try and predict what chances they're going to make, and you try and block those. So let's say Salah's confirmed to be missing for game week uh, 38. Let's say Klopp says in the press conference, this injury that he sustained uh, in the FA Cup final is going to keep him out for Wolves. Then obviously both managers are going to have to take Salah out. You think that the second Oak's going to bring in a Son or KDB. You bring in the exact same player as him because then he can't make points up on you. And it's kind of the oh, vice yeah. versa of if you second and you're trying to chase the gun first. If you have the same players as them, you're not going to gain points on those players. You have to have differences. And that's why I think that that's probably the easiest way to describe it. And I think if there's those of you on a free at this week, that's going to be super kind of a valuable because you can change your entire team as you please. Um, but just be careful about that because if you're going to take out Son and he bangs and then you don't have Son because you went to KDB, it's also vice versa, if you know what I'm saying. But at least then you've made the move and try to catch them up. So it's very hard to kind of uh, give them a very general strategy. But that's kind of the most general thing I can say is you have to look at your opponents and then vary or defend against them. I'm chasing Claudio right now. Uh, and we, we, okay. don't have, we don't have many of the same players. Plan. That's what I'm looking at. Yeah, this That's is... the nice thing. We don't have the same players. So I think the only way I can catch him up is, is via, I think I have a bench boost. I'm going to use my bench boost for the, for the, for the last uh, game. Oh, so. your bench boost in game week 38. Oh, this yeah. guy. Rookie. You see, you see, uh, David. We're see, dealing yeah. with it's, it's, poor, it's poor planning. It's, pretty, it's, poor, it's poor planning, planning. there. It's poor, poor planning. 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 I mean, planning. How, how do you how do you go about choosing those the bench boost and the, the rest triple of it? Captain. What are the others? Your your wild triple card captain. and your triple captain. Yeah. So the what, two what wild cards, your... the, the wild cards are, and the freeets are quite hard to say because a wild card is very situational. Let's say you get off to an absolute stinker and game week three, you want to use your wild card hundred percent. I always like to to kind of postpone my wild card till as late as possible because you can use it from the start till December. Then you get a new one. So um, historically, I've always liked to kind of hold it a bit longer. But I mean, if push comes to shove, you uh, Harry Kane's banging and you don't have an expensive forward, you can always just use it. Um, in terms of the free hits, that's also a little bit situational. I used to like the 
user free it on a blank game week because um, obviously if there's less fixtures, you can kind of maybe get players you didn't have yeah. and stack up on, on single game week options. The bench boost and the triple captain is always in a double game week. It's just, I just love doing that. And the combination I always love to do is the second wild card and then the bench boost straight after that. The reason for that is that um, to carry like a, a very expensive bench in FPL is not optimal. You always want to pump as much money into starting 11. So on a wild card, you can get an expensive sort of bench or you can get cheap bench players that start and then you can bench boost straight after that and have relatively good fixtures. So that's my advice on those. If you use a bench boost and a triple captain in a double game week, you're probably going to be happier than a single game week. But uh, as with FPL, there's no set strategy. So if you want to use it in a single game week, you can. I would just advise the doubles to be kind of more optimal and the blanks to be better for the frets. Mm. And is that some full planning? So that, that 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 triple captain I think is is definitely beneficial on the on the double game week. I think a lot of people used it, um, especially when teams were trying to catch up on fixtures. You maybe if you get yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. having two games and then he scores three goals in two games, which 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 is beneficial and, and an assist. And then next thing you know, you got sixty points. Yeah. So in general, there's always going to be doubles and blanks um, towards the latter stages of any Premier League season, and the reason for that is the League Cup and the FA Cup games. So uh, the round four of the FA Cup or the League Cup, uh, they correspond with Premier League fixtures. So if teams progress in those competitions, they're going to have blanks. And then those blank fixtures will move to other game weeks and then make doubles. So you can kind of just, what I would advise you to do is save your triple captain and your bench boost, your free it till as late as possible in the season. And then uh, just take advantage of those. So don't get kind of a, a quick gun here and want to use them in game week three and four. Just try and be a little bit patient. And I think that that will reap the rewards. Unless, of course, you're just trying to lead, like what own the the league for the first couple of weeks and say you were leading at some point, then then do it. <laughs> no, ex- exactly, <laughs> you can do that. I mean, there was a there was an FPL YouTuber this season that used his bench boost really early, uh, had a very nice bench boost, and was number one in the world. Now he's sitting 10k, so you know. But in he, he was able to get a YouTube following because he was first in the world. So you can do a lot of oh. things, and as you said, if you just want to lead your mini league for a few Proper. weeks, you can do that. I have a bit of banter, say you're leading, but at the end of the day, when, when everyone's used their, those chips, uh, you're going to fall down the ranks. All right. Well, what is your highest ever finish, David? Uh, 22nd in the world. 22nd, <laughs> Listen to that. 22nd it's in cash, the world. Casual. Casually, I finished 22nd. Did you get any prizes or anything? So there's, no, there's only prizes for the first three. That's one of my... That's one of my uh, my advice for FPL is make the prizes a bit better because I saw in the IPL they were giving away cars. And uh, I think in FPL, you get a week holiday where you get to go to two Premier League games. I think that's what you get if you finish number one. Two? Um, they should give you like a free month of just traveling I mean, around. Yeah, that's what they should do. Exactly. They, should, they should give no, you like you can I mean, any two fixtures and you can be flown in for those two fixtures, you know? And, and yeah, that, that's so, yeah, so I mean, that's so, so yeah, seven million players. I think that they could up the prizes a bit, but I mean, it's a free game at the end of the day, but I think they get a bit from advertising. But yeah, so I didn't win anything from that. Um, I won a few like cash prizes from other mini leagues, but I've never really been one for mini leagues. I'm just usually focused on overall rank. And now obviously that I've like made a YouTube career, I generally try to keep the personal mini leagues to a minimum just so like people can't like track me like personally or something like that. Yeah, so I'm, um, I'm beating David. That's what we're saying. Hey, so yeah, 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 like, like, yeah, we got to go for David. We got to beat David. <laughs> wow, man. But so, so yeah, so you say, if, is that when you, when you were first in South Africa and 22nd in the world? Yeah. So I was, when I was first in SA, I was 22nd overall. 
You see, Selo, this is what wow. we should have led with in the about section. We completely <laughs> skipped it. Okay, no, but yeah, that's, that's, that, that, that's, impre- that's impressive. That's impressive because I'm actually it's actually your your pin tweet on Twitter, 22nd in the, in the in the world, uh, 2,556 overall points, uh, first mm. in South Africa, first in South Africa, second in official FPL Twitter League, sixth in the Liverpool League. Wow, that that, that was that, that's Six. crazy. That's crazy. Jeez. That's crazy. That's yeah. crazy. I mean, how many points? Okay. How many points do you have this season? If I may ask. Um. So, like the points, this. So the you can't really measure like performance on points, like from season to season, because every season is kind of different. But yeah. um, right now I have two, two, five, yeah, four, six. So, Celo, what he's trying to say is subtly saying he's having a Bruno Fernandez season. So I don't know why. No, he but put no, him wait, wait. He said, he said he said two, five, four, six. So he's ten points be, uh, behind his his numbers here, right? Two, five, four, six. Uh, yeah, two, five, four, six. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he's ten behind. So I understand what you mean. Obviously, you can't look at it. Yeah. So from season to season, I mean, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, like, let's just true. say everyone's captaining Salah and he has a great season. But um, yeah. I think the number right. one in the world for the last two seasons has beat the prior seasons continuously. So like, we we're on like a incline of points. Let's just say that's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. So look, so, uh, uh, Claudio, you can you can jump on that comment, I guess. Which one here? We got some words. Goalkeeper, goalkeeper, Foster. Um, what I see. Okay, right. wait, 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 wait. Um, wait, wait. We're gonna get to gossip. Gossip one. Okay, so David, we got gossip one saying. He's saying some words to my squad. He's saying, okay, he wants you to to give your feedback here. He's saying goalkeeper. He's got Foster on bench. He's got South or Foster. Well, no, sorry. So Foster, Foster, Southampton. Yeah. Foster, Watford. Yeah. In in defense, got. Trent Alexander Arnold, he's got Concello, he's got Holgate, Shaw, Tavares. Tavares in yeah. mid in, in midfield, he's got KB uh, KDB, he's got Son, Son Madison, Madison Saka, Saka, Saha. Saha. And then up front, Vardy, Richarlison, and then Vega Shoy. Oh, there we go. <laughs> he's just butchered the spelling now, I think. It's it's, <laughs> it's, oh, it's, it's the Burnley striker, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one that plays for Burnley. So what do you think um, about so, that team? Uh, think about Leading it's game with 38. So it's 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 fine. Um, I think what I would try and do is, I think if you don't think that um, Zaha is going to do well against United, sorry, Celo, but like I don't know if they're going to do well. <laughs> like they might, but I would try and get Mason Mount. Um, but what I would just try and look out for is tomorrow Chelsea play uh, Leicester. So depending on that lineup, we might have some rotation. For example, if Vardy plays the 90 minutes against Chelsea, I don't know necessarily if he's going to start on Sunday, but he might. But I don't think that's a priority for your team. But um, either Richarlison, you could go for a Tony. They play Leeds, which is quite nice. But I definitely think the Mount move looks quite great. Uh, if you can afford him for Zaha, it's probably what I would do. Okay, that's probably, There we go, that's Gossip probably. One. If you have any more questions or any more things you want to ask, David... The Q&A is coming up, but before we move on from game week 38, I mean, you say you look at the fixtures, David. Let's let's chat about the fixtures. No, let's get nice your predictions. There. Yeah, let's get your predictions in here. I mean, Arsenal versus Everton, that's a big one. We know it's sort of yeah. Champions League hopes have gone out the toilet now for, for Arsenal. Yeah. They are hosting Everton. Everton desperate to do what they can to survive. Seemingly, they have made it, but still, yeah. what, is, what is your I prediction? Okay, so with Everton, if they, if they manage to do so, I mean, it's Crystal Palace tomorrow. I think they'll be fine anyways. But I just think, I don't know how Arsenal are looking. I watched them against Newcastle. And uh, I, I understand that Newcastle are, are doing better under Eddie Howe. But I just, 
I just didn't see much fight in them. So I think that game's yeah. going to be a close one. I would I would avoid it from an FPL perspective if you guys are going to make transfers and that sort of thing. Um, I would almost say I might just give it to Arsenal because it's a home game, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's like a 1-1. Okay, cool. Which which games would you focus a lot of your, your players? Yeah. Which so there's, I think there's about five games that I would focus on. Um, obviously, Man City and Liverpool because of the title race. Uh, Liverpool yesterday rotated the entire squad basically. So nine changes. Your, yeah. yeah, your your trends so you know were your. Your Trent Robertson's, if Salah's fit, I think he plays, but I'm a little bit skeptical about him because I think they'll make him play 90 minutes. But your Lucas Diaz's, your Mane's, they're all going to feature. Um, I would target that team uh, or that fixture. Then Man City versus Aston Villa. I'm a Liverpool fan, so I'm going to dream. But uh, to be honest... Ings, uh, put, on the, what, put in Watkins the, and Ings. Come on, man. The, bet, the, bet, <laughs> the betting man's choice is that Man City won comfortably there. So a Cancelo, a, a KDB, those are the two I would look at. But then we get into these kind of differential games where it's Chelsea versus Watford, which I think is the best game I would actually target. Watford are terrible. Chelsea at home should look on to, to put on some good form. It just depends on who starts there. So, I mean, I, I hope we get some early team news. But uh, you'd assume a Mount, if Alonso and, and uh, Reese James play, they'll be, they'll be great. Um, then the next fixture is going to be Leicester versus Southampton. Southampton, I don't know if you can attest to this, but they looked on the beach uh, they looked like they were on the beach, on the beach. Uh, they were just parking. I don't even know what they were doing. So I think Southampton um, will, will ship a few against Leicester. So Vardy and Madison, they could be great. But the final game is the one that I think most people target, and that's uh, Norwich hosting Spurs. So Son and Kane, they have to win. Um, if they win, they get top four. Norwich are bad. They're already relegated. So I think those assets and my differential from that game will probably be Cesc and Young. Uh, putting on some pretty good attacking stats. And I mean, is, obviously, yeah. you can also get a clean sheet there. And he's 4.3 million. So most people cheap, should be able cheap. to afford him. So uh, he's my outside like differential pick there. But any of those five games have the potential for massive hauls. And we're actually quite lucky because we have some very premium sides with home fixtures against lesser opposition. Mm. And it's not always like that. And I think those games are going to have a lot of goals in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you heard Settle. it. You heard it, guys. That that those are the tips, guys. You heard that. You heard that. Cisino, that that that's someone I, I haven't thought of. You know, what I mean, I think uh, I can definitely sneak him into my side. A clean sheet for Spurs. Yeah, unfortunately, such a boring transfer on like the last day, last game week of the season. <laughs> bring in a four point three defender. It's like I could bring in a KDB, a Mount, all these other options, and I'm bringing in some some budget defender. But I mean, he if he gets a clean sheet and attacking return, that's that's a double digit haul. So I. I I think I'd be quite comfortable with him, but um, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's quite hard. Out of those five teams, you can't fit everyone in. So I would just try and vary and, and think of the games. Uh, more importantly, the players you think are going to start because game week 38s have the reputation where you have these players that are leaving on contracts and they've played for a few years. They get the game because it's their last game of the season. So we might actually see some surprises in the lineups, but I think generally most sides want to put on a good performance for their last home game. So we should be fine. Uh, another another one from from uh, gossip uh, gossip one captain captain for game week thirty eight uh, who I don't know yeah. I'm not saying who's your captain but who are the maybe the no, three no, no, I mean, players the three players you you're looking at captaining for game week thirty eight yeah so I always like to say there's a couple of options that are safe um, look unfortunately with Salah I can't give much advice on him because we don't know if he's going to start or not um, let's just assume he doesn't start to make things a bit more interesting but obviously if Klopp says he's fine and will start then he will be a quite a popular option. But definitely Son and Kane will be the most safe options this week to go for. 
And uh, I would suggest them if you guys are kind of happy with your rank, want to be a bit more defensive. But if you guys want to push up the ranks, I think if Vardy starts against Southampton, he's a great pick. I think that to mount against Watford or even a Reese James Alonso, those will be absolutely sensational if they start. Um, so I think safety, it's probably Son or Kane. But if you want to go a little bit different, I think Vardy or Mount slash Reese James Alonso. There we go. I mean, that pretty much wraps up this sort of advice for game week 38. I mean, we do have Q&A now. So, Silo, I mean, this doesn't necessarily just have to be for the game week. But if you ask it in the comments and you want to ask questions, feel free to do it. We'll ask David. Uh, but we just want to ask, uh, for, for my side, I'm curious. Who's your, your best, your, your favorite sort of fantasy player for the season? Your, the, the best pick for the season? Yeah. The one that deserves the trophy? Yeah, it's a bit and of a tough one. I can't give it yeah. a Salah because, um, as I've said, he hasn't been too nice to me. But I think, um, I think a player like a like a, a Cancelo or Reese James for me have been super super quality. Look, Trent. I mean, it's hard to say. I don't want to give it to Liverpool asset because they just like it's tough because they they're so good at what they do that they raise the bar. So if they have a if they have one less assist than last season, you say that about a bad season. But collectively, I mean, it's been a great season for all of them. But I think. I captain Reese James when he got 18 points, but I think Cancelo has been has to be a standard option. I probably would say he's been my favorite asset to, to kind of own. I've uh, just been really consistent. And your your cheapest favorite player that you've had all season? You know, there's always that one that finds. A bargain buy. A bargain buy. I might, have to, I might have to go and check on, on the team that I've had. Um, there was a stage, I don't know if you guys remember at the start of the season, but but uh, Robbo was out and Simicus was was starting. And uh, I think he got a couple of assists over the over the first couple of game weeks. So I think that he he's a great option. But I think um, I I'll kind of link it to two options because I had Smith Rowe uh, at that stage where he was just scoring all the time. Oh, yeah. But then I switched him to Saka at the perfect moment. So I think between those two are the cheap options that I would kind of look at. I think Saka has been great value for money. I think he was about um, six point five at the start of the season. So he's been great value. Uh, and then also, I think Kulisevsky has to have a shout out since he came into to the so Premier League. My shout out is Jared Bowen. Yeah, no. So I've actually I forgot about him, but I think I lost him uh, when the fixtures turned a bit bad. But yeah, Josh, he's been insane. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I hope they 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 price him uh, well next season. I hope they don't uh, make him too expensive because he's just quality. I mean, we're some kind of lucky to have him. And, and Do you just, think he moves on? Oh, sorry. Go I don't. Ahead. I don't think so. I think I'll have another year at West Ham, probably. Um, I think w the way I've seen them deal with the Declan Rice situation, where they they're making you pay like a very a very high transfer fee. I think they'll do the exact same with Declan Rice. I mean, with uh, Jared Bowen. So I can't see him moving, but maybe next season. No, definitely. No. What What I wanted to ask is that what you find as well uh, with with not even the pricing is the positions, right? When yeah. they they put a player in the wrong position, right? So yeah. I don't know if you recall, there was the season where Martial scored, uh, I think, 18 goals and had like 10 assists or something. They put Martial as a midfielder. Hello, right? you got to let this Martial yeah. thing go. No, no, but, but I'm serious. <laughs> it's not, it's but not I'm relevant serious. anymore. It's no, not but, relevant. But just, just move on. Uh, no, but I'm serious. He was playing as a number yeah, nine, I know what you right? Say, yeah. He was playing as a number nine, but they put him as a midfielder in FPL and he was getting me so many points. I was like, guys... Yeah. This guy's not a he's not a midfielder, he's a striker. And how do you feel about that? You know, because they kind of mismatch the forwards and the and the and the midfielders or the let me say the, yeah, yeah. the wide the wide forwards and, and the midfielders. They put a wide forward in midfield and then they put a midfield as a nine, you know, type of thing. And it kind yeah. of kind of get messed up. Even Obama Yang, they switched more Obama Yang from a, a striker to a midfielder once, and I just I, I couldn't understand it. 
Yeah, so I think what they look at is they look at the the amount of games that they played the majority of their positions. So, for example, with a Marshall, maybe he did play on the wing, and then naturally wingers are always going to be midfielders. Uh, but there are some like ones that are a bit weird. Like, I mean, Son this season has been playing as like a second forward, and he's also classified as a midfielder. But I don't know if you guys remember, it was last season or the season before, but Lundstrom, they, it was a 4.0 defender for Sheffield United. And, he was and they played him in midfield. midfield. <laughs> and he was yeah. a goal-scoring midfielder. So it, it, but it's those that are like the gems, you know. Like, I think they have to keep some of those options in. But I think next yeah. season, there's been a lot of, a lot of um, speculation because some people have been saying that Salah might be a forward, maybe... Um, Money might be a forward, Son might be a forward, that sort of thing. Uh, and I don't know, it's definitely it definitely downgrades them as an option because you get one less point as a forward for a goal, and obviously you don't get the clean sheet point um, if so your team keeps the clean yeah. sheet. So yeah. the midfielders are super valuable and super good captaincy picks. So I hope they don't make too many of them forwards, but I think they might because of how bad the forwards have been this season. Yeah, that's oh, true. Oh, wow. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Now, now this is getting interesting. This is interesting what, what Gossip One is saying. He's talking about money. He's 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 looking to get some money. So he, these tips you're using might get him, get him some money. He's competing head-to-head worth an amount of $15,000. I'm 17, 17 points ahead of my opponent till today with three games of Game Mix 37 remaining. Recommend me a transfer as I have one as, as, as one I have. One free transfer with no chip left. Wow, that putting in the money aspect into it is probably oh, yeah. now like what? I no, well, I mean it's true. Like uh, a lot of a lot of I had a, a comment on one of my streams on the deadline stream. He was like, "Thanks for the content. You've made me a lot of money." And I'm just like, "Thanks." You know, <laughs> like, I, haven't seen, <laughs> I haven't seen any of that money, but you know, he's made it. But it's true because I mean, if people are like looking at what moves I make and that sort of thing, they could be winning a mini league. I had a guy yeah. at my previous work that like. He, he told his friend to watch my channel because they, him and a mate made like a 10,000 rand bet or something like that who will finish higher. So, I mean, there's lots of money that goes in, in with FPL. But what I will say with him is if he's defending a 17-point lead, uh, just try block off any move that you think they're going to make. Uh, if you want to make an uh, aggro move, I'd try the mount move. I don't know if you have enough money for that, but um, that's probably what I do. Or I do the Tony uh, in for a Vachost or a Charleston. But um, yeah, it's, it's a tough one. Or you can look at Young as we mentioned earlier on. Uh, it's just quite hard to assess if we don't know really what their team is, if you know what I'm saying. That's yeah, fair. Gossip that's One. Fair. Hey, man, we're we holding, uh, holding thumbs there for the you. Best, yeah, $50,000. Dollars. Dollars, bro. I mean, that's, what uh, that's a, a couple <laughs> of rand there. Hey? Oh, maybe I should yes. get in my league. <laughs> I should also yeah, get yeah, in yeah. there, man. Wow, wow, wow. That's, that, that's interesting. Wow, 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 wow. Uh, David, that, for next season, next season, yeah. we're looking at the, the teams that have been promoted. We've already got Fulham. We've already got uh, Bournemouth making a comeback. In terms of any, any potentials there, because I know, like, Mm. I like doing that. I like looking Mitrovic, at the players who've had a good oh, season. Yeah, Mitrovic in, is an example. I'm not saying <laughs> him. I'm not saying him because track league. record, yeah, he's, he's not good in the Premier League, but players like that. So, for example, Harry Wilson at a Fulham based on the yeah, prices. Yeah. So, any, any, anyone you're keeping an eye on? So, like, actually, I'm actually not necessarily wholehearted on it, but I don't, I don't think Mitrovic will have a bad season next season. I think that season he had wasn't the greatest, but, I mean, there's been some of them that I think Fulham's grown as a squad. If they keep that call, great. But like um, Fabio has left to to Liverpool now, so they're losing an attacking midfielder there. Yeah. So that's going to be a lot of kind of chances created. But um, I think it's going to be super hard next season. And the reason for that is a lot of us are going to stack the premiums. I mean, Haaland's coming in, that sort of thing. And I think they're going to price Prem team players 
uh, that have played in the Prem last season at quite good prices. So if you're going to compare like a Crystal Palace to a Fulham, it's going to be quite hard to include a Fulham option if they're the same price. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do with it. But honestly, with the relegation sides, I think I'm going to stay clear for now, unless it is, as you say, like they price Mitrovic at 5.5 and you can put him on your bench most game weeks. I just don't know. 43 goals, Davey. He scored 43 goals in the season. Well, that's the championship. It's that championship. What about Solanke? Championship packs. No, I mean like... Solanke has also scored 20-something goals. Yeah, I don't know. That's just because you saw because he played for Liverpool. (laughs) I think He played for Chelsea as well, so... The Prem's going to be competitive for those sides. But, like, I mean, you'd like to see some of them stay up. If they're going to play attacking, entertaining football, I'm fine with it. But I just think to start off the season, I might take one or two punts. But if there are premiership teams that are at the same level, I might just just go with those options rather. So, look, any questions from your side? No, no. I think I think he's, he's covered everything. You know, I think I think obviously my 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 Premier League uh, team is just obviously just trying – I'm just trying to eclipse your – your your team, uh, but I you think you've got too many differentials. You got too no, many okay. players. Too many I need to I need to start looking. At... No, I man. I think, I, yeah, man. I I brought in Kulisevsky when 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 you're starting to do well because he had a couple of assists. Uh, that's that's why I brought in Kulisevsky to boost my numbers there. Um, yeah, that's that's you know you look at you you watch you watch the highlights and you're like, hey, man, this guy had an assist. He had an assist. You're like, he's actually doing well, you know. So uh, <laughs> that's 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 the only reason I've, I've got uh, so many Spurs players. But he's also, watched team... more more Spurs highlights than he's watched Man United games for the second half of the season. <laughs> well, he he must money. have had a must have had a nice weekend because United had a blank game week this week. So I mean, at least <laughs> a disappointment there, eh? Yeah. <laughs> no, definitely, definitely, I did, I did. I had a good weekend. Uh, no stress. Uh, no worries about what what is going on. All right, David, last question, and then we move on to the final thoughts. Your standout differential player throughout the history of you playing. Is there You're one so, that you have? There's one that, like, I mean, there's one that I always go back to if, like, someone was talking to me about, like, the best moment in FPL. Um, it was in the fe- in the season I finished 22nd. There was a stage where I was around the, like, 1K mark. Um, and then I think uh, Man City were playing playing some team. It might have been Watford. But I captained Sterling, and Sterling was a, quite a differential. I think it was like 10% owned. No one went with Sterling. And I actually didn't watch the game, and I came back, and I checked my phone at night, and he ended up scoring a hat-trick in that game. So like that really boosted me up, because obviously if you're captaining a differential in the first place, that's going to kind of – even if you just have them, it's, it's good. But if you captain them, it's double points. So that like took me into the hundreds. And um, from then, I just kind of went on a bit. But hands down, that was the best move I've done in, in FPL. Um, this season, I was probably captaining Reese James, but I think a lot more people captain Reese James in that double game week than uh, captain Sterling that other week. Thank you. Um, uh, sorry, man. I'm just just because I know you're a Liverpool fan. Suarez coming to Aston Villa. Do you you take a punt on someone like that? Um, I don't know. Uh, I I think I'll, I'll probably have to wait and see because I think if 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 that move does come about, then um, they'll probably price him a bit more than he should be just because of his reputation in the Prem. Um, and you know I don't think he's the same player that was playing at Liverpool when he was scoring four goals against Norwich and etc. You know. Okay, Sedol's not going to like this one. But Coutinho, are you putting him? Are you gambling on a Coutinho this weekend? So I, I don't have him on my FPL team. Look, like in general, as I said, if you're a betting man, you don't include anyone that plays Man City any game week. It's just like, it's it's a no-go. They're just such a great side overall. So from an FPL point of view, no. But maybe if I was a Villa fan or like a Liverpool fan and you have nothing to play for, uh, I would just maybe throw in full and just hope that he does a madness. 
So, Lord, you want to ask him the question, or should I, with regards to, is it going to happen? Is it going to happen? So, no, Lord, it's, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, David, he's not going to ask it. I might as well ask you. First, <laughs> before we get to the quadruple question, will Liverpool be champions, or is it Man City's? I think it's Man City's, to be honest. I think we've let it slip a bit too much. I'm a bit disappointed with that Spurs game. Uh, now, obviously, with West Ham doing well against them, uh, if we beat Spurs, we would be leading the title now. So, And there's a few opportunities I think we've let it slip. That squad of Man City is just too strong over the entire season. So, I mean, I think, I mean, obviously, I'm going to have hope. But last season, I kind of cost, or the season before that, I don't know if you remember when, um, what was his name? He played for Brighton, their striker. Uh, Brighton played Man City on the last game of the of of the season, and um, no, he 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 was he he was balding. No, 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 uh, he he was uh, Murray, uh, Murray, 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 yes, Glenn yeah. Murray, Glenn Murray. Yeah. Uh, they went up in like the first ten minutes, and then Man City scored like five minutes later. So, I, like, I had hope for five minutes, and um, I mean, if four bangs in a thirty yard, obviously, I'm gonna have hope, but I just think I'm not gonna get too excited. I'd rather focus on the Champions League. Okay, so then what do what do you think Liverpool ends with then? How many trophies? Uh I think that I think that we 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 do the we we get the we get all big years. I think we win the Champions League. But um I mean I'm fine with that. I've said if we lose the Prem, I hope we win the Champions League because uh if you're in in contention for all four titles and you leave and you leave with the domestic double, not gonna be too sad, but it'll be a little bit disappointing, you know. Okay, before we go, we've got Pums. He's, he's our regular. And Pums is saying the league has gone, Claudio. Let, let check, that check, one go. Claudio, Claudio, no. check what Gossip, Gossip One saying that um, he was um, the guy who's, who he's, he's got the head-to-head against. He was leading him till game week 35 by 117 points. Um, and he almost does hope uh, to win game week 36. Helps me a lot despite my Salah betrayed me. After game week 37 started, I'm leading at the same time worried about game week 36. Ah, so much, so much words and so in so little few, uh, characters. Uh, uh, but but yeah, but uh, I guess that that's a good comeback from from him. Uh, but but I think I think in terms of what he's saying, recommend him a lineup for game week thirty eight, guys. Uh, catch Davy on his on his YouTube channel. I think obviously you'll have more specific uh, um, info in terms of yeah. uh, what what to look at uh, going to game week thirty eight. And I'm sure you you do the video after the game week thirty seven, correct? Yeah, so I, I put up a free draft today. So that, that also covers some options that maybe if you guys want to look for transfers. Um, but Game Week 37's fixtures, there's three tomorrow. So it's quite hard to kind of uh, give final suggestions when games haven't concluded. And then also have those press conferences on Friday and Saturday that might give us more insight into selections on, on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So yeah, look 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 out his, look out for his YouTube uh, channel later in the week when when obviously the, the the squads are being announced and press conferences. I think obviously he'll re- release some info on his Twitter and his and his um, and his uh, YouTube page. Yep, and that pretty much wraps up the show for this evening. If you join us for the first time, I want to say thank you. If you join us for the second time, um, a very much thank you. And then of course, if you I don't know if you're a regular like a Pums is. We love you. You know, the, you know. I mean, Pums got a shirt, Davey. That's how much we love him. A goal on right. shirt. <laughs> so if you haven't liked, you haven't subscribed, do the right thing. And also, if you want to check out more Davey footage, it's really awesome. He's great in depth. If you if you don't know what he's about after this, then we don't know. We can't help you. But go subscribe to his channel and um, let's hope you finish above your friends this weekend. Final thoughts from you, Celo, and final thoughts from you, David. 
No, my, my final thoughts is, yeah, man, thanks, thanks, David, for, for coming through. I learned a lot, definitely, in terms of just, just fantasy football as a whole. And I think, obviously, I'll probably just try and add on to, 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 uh, to my players for next season and see what, what I can put together for game week one and all these differential players, you know, and see what I can do, you know, and the bankers and stuff, you know. I think uh, if, if, if you're doing well, you kind of want to keep doing well. But when you're doing badly, you kind of lose a bit of hope. But but I'll definitely try and uh, be consistent next season and also view some of your content as well. I've, you know, I've followed you on Twitter as well now. Uh, so definitely going to be looking out for, for, for your tweets as well. Cool. Thanks a lot. Yeah, David, anything you want to say before you go? Oh, just thanks for having me, guys. And hopefully the, the viewers uh, have a good game week, final game week 38. Hopefully the green arrows are in your favor. And as... Uh, we were saying, hopefully you beat your friends in your mini leagues. I mean, that's what it all comes down to at the end of the day. But otherwise, just enjoy the football on Sunday. And I'm pretty sure it's going to be a massive day with the relegation battle in the top four and a kind of final a title rush. You made you made fantasy football sound like Hunger Games where you like, may the green arrows be in your favor. It's a war out there, you know. We've got to be, we gotta be strapped. <laughs> Uh, Gossip One saying thank you very much. Um, he's looking forward to hearing from you again, David. Uh, is there any way that you end your show? Because we, we have a way we end our other two shows. We don't actually have one specifically for the F of the Press. Maybe there's something we can adopt after this. Is it, how, how do you end your shows off? Oh, I just usually say, uh, I just say, like, thanks for watching. And then I just say, I'm out. Cheers. Bye. And then I just leave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not very good with uh, this YouTube thing, to be honest. <laughs> right. And on that note, um, we're out. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. Bye. <laughs>